0: Jabba the Hutt's kid has been stolen by the Empire. It's up to the Jedi to find him before Count Dooku can successfully frame the Republic as the ones that kidnapped him, therefore turning Jabba the Hut on, you know, against them. Hello, everyone. I'm Caleb Boucher. I'm Connor Izagary. And welcome to a new episode of Beyond the Bad. <laughs> All right, today I know my that wasn't my best description, but trust me, it was actually kinda difficult to come out with a description. Well, let me just say real quick not the Empire. It's separate. We're not quite uh, there yet in chronology, but. Yeah. You know. Sorry, I'm not as into Star Wars as you are, but I have s- space saved for you to geek out. Don't worry. <laughs> and also like this was, I remember I was actually getting ready to type the, like the, you know, the synopsis. I was like, how do I word this damn thing? <laughs> like, this is like one of the most oddly complicated, like storylines for a kid's movie. Like what the fuck? Um, said, probably wonder what we're talking about exactly what star wars we're talking about and that's a 2008 star wars film the clone wars not the badass tv show that you all love that disney kept canon not that the movie that started that apparently a lot of people fucking hate um like i said right this film would ultimately lead to that very the same name tv show um this did stay canon when disney did the acquisition they said they all um expanded universe stuff is not yeah expanded universe stuff is not canon Except the Clone Wars, um, they even kept Dave Filoni, who is now working on a bunch of stuff for them. So there was a lot of stuff kept with this because of what it led to. Um, but it's just funny because again, this is a this film is like widely hated by the critics and the fans. So it's really funny how that happened. Um, I kind of have an idea why after looking up the history. But before we get into that, and I, before I let you geek out on Star Wars when we have our moment, let's do the scores.
1: Okay, why is Star Wars The Clone Wars here? Uh, An 18% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, that's why. Critics' consensus reads, mechanical animation and a less-than-stellar script make The Clone Wars a pale shadow of George Lucas's once-great franchise. That is harsh. <laughs>
0: that's really harsh, considering his once-great franchise is still going strong.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd argue... Uh, film wise maybe not as revered as it once was but you know star wars fans are always going to going to have something to either bitch about or embrace it's it's hard sometimes being a star wars fan uh but yeah I, this movie uh did not fare well at the box office which is very weird for a star wars movie on an 8 million dollar budget and only grossed 68 million which is a you know a success but not the not a Star Wars success.
0: No, it's it's a modest success. And it's actually the lowest growth. When I was looking up the lowest grossing um, box office of any Star Wars film to date by
1: a lot. <laughs> yeah.
0: Not even like a margin. It's like a humongous
1: difference. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, and I remember seeing this on a uh, midnight showing, like a midnight premiere uh, with my dad in 08. And he fell asleep. And I, like got so bored I didn't remember the majority of this plot till I watched it for this. And I remember thinking, like, this is a weird reaction I'm having to a Star Wars movie because I was a big Star Wars fan. Uh, So was my dad. So the fact that both of us saw this is just kind of a boring waste of time. uh, Speaks volumes about this. And really weird that the exact same, like, team behind this would not only create the very successful Star Wars The Clone Wars show, which has become beloved by fans, but they are also working with on The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett and future Star Wars projects. So they know Star Wars. So what happened here?
0: I have an idea. Okay. development, I have an idea of how, why this feels a certain way, but the show feels different. So that it, it, it's it's interesting. Um, before we can get into that, before we we kind of shit on this tour, rant Star Wars. For anyone who doesn't know, like yes, I like Star Wars quite a bit, but Connor here is like the Star Wars geek, to say the least, on filmgasm. So this is your chance before we go into development home to have your moment to geek out over your love of Star Wars and you know your feelings, further feelings on this particular film.
1: I have seen Star Wars before.
0: I like it. No, I'm kidding. I got more. Um yeah. don't don't that. I mean, I know how much you love Star Wars.
1: <laughs> I love Star Wars. I grew up with Star Wars. It's been one of my favorite franchises. Uh, my all-time favorite film of the, the films, the original, I guess the, the nine now is Return of the Jedi. I don't give a fuck about the Ewoks. I love the you know father and son dynamic between Luke and Vader. I love the redemption. I love the Death Star attack for you know Death Star Two. Jabba's Palace, all that's great. I'm not too hot on the new ones. Uh, Force Awakens was good. I hated The Last Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker should have been so much better. Um, and I'm enjoying The, the Mandalorian and The uh, Boba Fett show. I'm looking forward to Ahsoka and Obi-Wan Kenobi. I love Star Wars. I don't... I'm not as loyal to it as a lot of Star Wars fans. I'm not, you know, I'm not sucking George Lucas's dick on my weekend time. I... I know that there are good parts. There's bad parts. I like them on a movie by movie basis, uh, and there are only like four good Star Wars movies. Let's be honest.
0: <laughs> I'm, yeah. Oh yeah. Fair enough. So, I, like I said, I I kind of got into it like a little bit later with Star Wars, and um, but I do enjoy. I'm like you. I really like. I like all three original trilogy films. Um, my personal favorite is actually Empire, but again, it's the darkest one and as has been, I've noticed my love before kind of bleeds and other stuff. I tend to like the darker routes movies go. I, yeah. that's the main thing. I get it. Um,
1: I for me, you know, the original trilogy, all three tens, but I do love Jedi more, just personally.
0: Jedi's good. I don't I look people always bitch about the Ewoks. I'm like, who gives a shit? They're not that fucking bad, guys. Like it's not the worst thing put into a Star Wars film. Let's just be honest right now. <laughs> <laughs> York's not exactly that it's fucking distracting. Um, as far as the the prequel trilogy goes, I am not one of those fans that's like come around and really loved it. I know that's kind of happened now a lot. Um, still not personally in me. I do think that the films got better. Um, I'm not really that into fan of Menace. I thought Attack of the Clones was better. And I actually do like Revenge of the Sith. I can sit through Revenge of the Sith usually, no problems with that one. I've uh, I've
1: started to come around on the prequels. Um, Phantom Menace, I, I can watch. I there's elements of it I love the pod race, the Darth Maul fight. I think those are great, but most deli- mostly, mostly it's a shit really film. Good. Uh,
0: yeah, it, Liam Neeson's good, and I do like his uh, Quigon Jones really good.
1: Yeah, Qui Gon's awesome. Um, Attack of the Clones is my least favorite film. I think it's poorly acted. I don't like the story. I don't think Christensen and Portman had good chemistry. I don't buy their love story at all. But the big Jedi fight at the end is pretty cool, and then *Revenge of the Sith* is a great movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Okay. Like I said, I know there's been a lot of love, and okay, for all those who are bitching about Ewoks, is, are they really worse than um, Jar Jar Binks? Are they? I don't think so. They're the Gungans are annoying. Jar Jar's crazy, but
1: also like I'm not one of those you know psycho Star Wars fans who wanted like you know who psychotically attacked ahmed best and jake lloyd to the point where like lloyd ended up in a mental hospital and best contemplated suicide like it's a movie you know yeah. jar jar Banks did nothing to me personally i just think it's a stupid character and then i'm i left it <laughs> i left it there
0: yeah exactly but i i know we, we talked about it before so i don't really the star fandom is just like it's fucking scary sometimes yeah. outside of like regular actual like sane star wars lovers like you know you're myself it's fucking scary sometimes be called a fan um and then I'm, I'm pretty much with you i feel the same way with the newest trilogy the sequel trilogy that you do i really did enjoy uh force awakens myself i remember thinking like yeah i get it because i know that a lot of people are like it's a new hope I, yeah i got that and i, I but i sometimes i get why they did it they're like hey we got to get you back into this so like We'll just have like this, the show of a movie you like, but it's still going to start introducing stuff that we want to do with this. I was down. I was at the end of it, I remember going, like, Okay, I like what you did. Hopefully, you can stick it with the next two films. Immediately watched Last Jedi. I fucking hated it. I remember going, What the fuck? But like the moment the lights over got thrown, and I'm like, and what, really most people are like, No, they're subverting. I'm like, No, they're not subverting expectations. They're throwing literally everything in the trash and spitting on us to an extent. Like, Everything that was built up got thrown away, immediately. Yeah. And then Rise of Skywalker, I saw what Abrams was trying to do. He was trying to fucking fix it and course correct. But it, I uh, last Jedi fucked up so much that so yeah, Rise of Skywalker could not even be remote. It was doing too much in one film, and it just it was an okay film. Did I enjoy a little bit more than um last Jedi? Yes, but it wasn't a great film. So the sequel trilogy really stumbled quite a bit for me
1: yeah they did and i think they lost a lot of favor with star wars fans that uh, the mandalorian thankfully has been uh, getting back uh yeah. but i also i want to shout out uh, rogue one and solo the two like star wars stories that i think are both pretty good
0: films i'll i'll give you rogue one i really really like rogue one a lot I, I found solo okay. For me personally, it was an okay film. It was lost. And then I was like, I didn't need to see this. Um, and that was just like my my feelings, right? And then like I'm kind of mad that I got teased at Darth Maul, but because no one, I guess, won solo, we're not getting more Darth Maul live action. And I'm like, fuck you. Just fuck you. Cause that's what I wanted. Well, I guess you know, to get your Darth Maul fix, you're gonna have to finally watch the Clone Wars show. Well now it's- that hey, now that I've seen the fucking movie that leads into it i guess i can watch the show now um but uh yeah so yeah i'll I'll give you i really did enjoy rogue one i'm actually am excited for the uh the andor show they're doing because like I said i liked rogue one i like the character i I want more of that so um and i'm like you i really like the shows book of boba fett i liked it more than most star wars fans did But at the same time, it had a strange structure to it.
1: Yeah, you're not wrong. But also at the same time, you know, because it wasn't the show that I had imagined in my head, I'm not calling for anyone's like execution over it.
0: (laughs) Right. I just, like I said, I'm not hating on it. I still like, I I liked it. It's just what was really weird when they spent like, by the way, spoilers at this point, if you haven't seen any of the Star Wars stuff, That should go without saying anyway. The fact that they did two episodes back to back where like Boba was like literally just in it for a second and like didn't talk or said one line. I was like, okay, what are we doing here? Like (laughs) I'll give him credit. Like it came back on that last episode and I really enjoyed that fucking finale. Like so they tied it great, but it was just like a weird fucking diversion where I was like, What the fuck is going on?
1: Yeah, I'll give you that.
0: Star Wars is a complicated animal. You know,
1: it's got pieces people love, pieces people hate. Stuff that's very hard to explain to people who've never seen Star Wars.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: Basically, if you didn't grow up with it, it's really hard to get into it. Uh, Like, where do you start? Like, To tell people, start with part four, work your way to six, then do one, two, three, then do seven, eight, nine, then all these spinoff stuff. That sounds
0: like homework and very
1: hard
0: to follow. Yeah, it's like, how do you do? Do you have them watch it in chronological order, which would be, you know, one through nine? Or do you go like, no, you gotta watch the way it came out, which is okay. It's gonna be four through six first, and then one through three, and then you go six through nine. But then there's also the solo, the two like spinoff films that they were going, there was gonna be more, but that, that fell flat. So then you gotta make sure you watch those. And then you got the TV shows, okay? Now don't worry about all their stupid shows, just the ones that are canon, okay? You got Clone Wars, Rebels, uh, bad batch mandalorian book of boba fett ahsoka coming out fucking <laughs> the obi-wan like you would sound like a madman at that point you'd be like okay shut up i'm not watching all this shit <laughs> it's yeah it's
1: ridiculous you can't just like watch one film you got to watch all of it or you're not getting full effect. And also, you cannot start chronologically. If you give somebody Phantom Menace as a start to this thing, they are not going to keep going. No, <laughs> I would be, always...
0: look. Yeah. My stance on that whole age-old question has been do it in the order they came out.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Because Phantom Menace if, to a novice makes zero sense. <laughs> You're not going to... Like, why do I care about this slave kid? What
0: What the hell is a midichlorian? <laughs> like, what... <laughs> oh, they, they dropped the midichlorian so finally. Yeah. They just act like they never talked about it, which I think is funny as hell. When it's like, oh, we're just not going, we're going to act like we never brought it up in the first place. They do that with a
1: lot of, a lot of Star Wars. It's just like if fans didn't like it, they just stopped talking about it.
0: <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> These are not the choice you seek.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's, a, it's, yeah. Um, I am looking forward to the Obi-Wan show big time. That trailer has me pumped. Um, yep. Can't wait for me you know season three, whenever that's supposed to be coming out. I- who knows it's kind of like *Holly quinn season three like when the fuck's it coming out like i know you're making it when (laughs) um yeah and like you as far as this film specifically this was my first time watching this film i never bothered with it when it came out because again i got into a little bit later in my youth um so but i had heard about this for years but like fans just being like no this, this sucks like this is terrible and when I finally watched it on Disney Plus, because thank God I didn't have to fucking rent a film for this podcast for once. So I have Disney Plus, after I set up my fucking settings because I forgot about that whole shit with the Netflix shows, yeah, I forgot and I'm logging on and they're like, do you want to set up your parental controls? And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, I'm 29. <laughs> Plus. What are you talking about? I, I would love though.
1: If this parental control thing leads to maybe, you know, a lot more of the Fox stuff ending up on Disney Plus, maybe being a little bit more, you know, treating its audience like like grownups a little
0: bit. Right. As long as the parents shut up, there's already been some parents being like, I can't believe they're doing this. They put parental controls. So guess what? If you don't want your kids watching that shit, set the parental controls up. Well, also, how about you be a goddamn parent and not just
1: plop your kid in the front, like, with the TV with some fucking Hannah Montana and hope for the best? How about you, you know, take an active role in guiding right?
0: this other person? And you don't plop them on TV and hope to God they don't click on Daredevil or Jessica Jones or Iron Fist, which really, not really for adult reasons, just give them something good to watch. Jesus, guys. <laughs> it just
1: blows my mind that people, like, parents expect everybody but them to make the effort.
0: Yeah, it's like, you know, you're supposed to be a parent. So it's a 24 7 role until the day you die when you have a child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh,
1: yeah, but Disney Plus has all the Star Wars stuff. And uh, it's, you know, I, I only started watching the Clone Wars in the past couple years on and off. I can't commit to watching more than like five episodes at a time because it moves at a fucking snail's pace. Like every episode is like 20 minutes of very little that's stretched over the course of like three episodes
0: you know what? i hope
1: it gets better i've heard it gets better but I'm, I'm i haven't seen that part yet
0: you know what that reminds me of like whenever someone describes like animates me because i'd like and look just throwing it out here i'm not putting down and i'm not thinking i'd be like only nerds watch anime like look at the shit i like i'm not that i'm not doing that on anime there's just it's one of those things that's like so involved now that like i do not have the time to get that involved with it with everything else i do and i'm into Um, But with that said When I've heard people Disgrace of these shows like Naruto or Dragon Ball Z Z, Which I did watch when it was on Toonami It is literally just episode Upon episode upon episode Of like lots of talking for like 20 minutes then they do one quick little Fight move and then the episode's over And I'm like oh my god Move a little bit faster here Well
1: I think what Clone Wars does the best The show not the movie is it contextualizes Revenge of the Sith? It shows you why Anakin is so pissed that he's not made a Jedi Master, considering he is saving so many lives over the course of this series. He's like their go-to general, and then they don't promote him. You get to see the different Jedi that are killed throughout Order sixty-six. You get to have—they all get moments to shine. You get to know them. You get to like them. So it hurts when they die. The clone troopers—you get to know them as different, you know, ver- you know, different standouts like Rex and other ones. I'm still still working my way through it. But to the point where they all turn on the Jedi and you feel like, oh my God, how could they do this to them? Like, it gives Revenge of the Sith so much more punch. So, I hope to get to that point.
0: If it gets better, let me know because I'm going to hold off until you tell me it gets better. Well, I think you should,
1: considering that the, the shows that are, you know, in uh, and Boba Fett is pulling from the Clone Wars and Rebels. I sure now. Could-
0: yeah, I should cuz Filoni and I and my feelings about that whole thing with um Cad Bane. Right? Yes. I If anyone's wondering, my feelings on that is he seemed like a badass villain, but they should not have just been like, "Oh, you clearly watched, you know, Clone Wars. So you're going to get what this is." <laughs> that was the wrong mentality because putting him in for like the last two episodes assuming you've seen the Clone Wars when not every fucking person who's watching this has seen the Clone Wars and then it leading to like the most anticlimactic like fucking scene in the whole like series of Book of Boba Fett (sighs) no you need to treat it like I haven't seen the fucking show which I haven't but yes knowing that they're going to start pulling that shit apparently could you know fuck the fans that haven't watched the Clone Wars yet I might as well just get on board and watch the fucking Clone Wars Well it's gonna you know it's like Marvel
1: now. Like if you if you miss one of the shows or one of the short films or one of the movies, down the road you're gonna get lost. So might as well just, you know, take it.
0: Yeah, but the thing is once I do that, technically I'd have to watch Rebels and Bad Batch, because those are also canon.
1: Well, the vibe I get is that you get to watch Rebels and the Bad Batch. From what I hear, those are really good shows, and after you finish Clone Wars, you're gonna want more. That's the, that's the, what I've been hearing.
0: Okay, I think what I think what actually held me off was seeing there like tw- like a twenty something episode season for Clone Wars. I'm like, I know these are only twenty minute episodes ish, but like, fuck me, that's a lot of episodes. Like, this is a kid's show, guy. Like, Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> Apparently, it turned it was a kid show, and then it turns into war crimes and like, you know. Real consequences. So, hopefully, that gets pretty good. Verd Maul gets a really good arc with his like crazy brother and going after Sidious for betraying him and all sorts of shit.
0: Better because I got I got cockteased with Darth Maul and Solo. Nothing. What I hear you you get to finish. I get to finish this time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. Uh, yeah. I've, Maul's brother's yellow. He's got the most aggressive name I've ever heard.
0: What's so aggressive about it?
1: His name is Savage
0: Oppress. That is aggressive.
1: That is an aggressive name. Yeah, that's a frightening... You don't want to fuck with that guy. <laughs> that's like the
0: nicest guy on the face of the planet.
1: <laughs> he's got like a Mr. Rogers brother who's just very down to earth and zen about everything.
0: Yeah. But he has a name, like, Savage <laughs> Opress, or so like, but really, he's, like, the nicest dude ever.
1: <laughs> well, unlike, like, Anakin getting, you know, the name Darth Vader as, like, a title, Maul, Darth Maul's name is, is fucking Maul. <laughs> like, they just gave him the Darth title.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. They always give him the, the title. Darth, Darth is a title they give these guys.
1: Yeah. But weird that his name was already Maul.
0: That part is weird.
1: Yeah. Like, he I don't know. The the politics of Star Wars have never made any sense to me. It's, and God knows they love their politics.
0: Oh, yeah. We learned that in the people trilogy. Apparently, it wasn't the lightsaber poo poos or the, the flashy fights. It was the politics that George Lucas wanted to get down and dirty with. One thing, warning about Clone Wars
1: there are a lot of bills being voted on, a lot of votes getting uh, carried, a lot of, you know, political. Strife, with the occasional space battle.
0: What is with Lucas and his love for fucking space politics? I think no one else has.
1: I don't think Lucas had fuck all to do with the Clone Wars. I think he just produced it.
0: Is that when he was getting ready to be like, you know what? I'm kind of done here. I'm not. I'm not doing the same
1: I Feel like he thought that in '77, but people kept pulling and pulling more Star Wars out of him. He's never seemed to enjoy this. Like, you know, hates his own creation.
0: It's really weird. It's like, dude, this is making you billions at this point. Like, And not only that, you sold it for so much that you don't have to work for the rest of your life. So it's like, be happy. The least
1: you can do is hold a lightsaber on the Colbert show with a goddamn smile. <laughs> Just saying. If I created Star Wars, I wouldn't be bitching about if, it, about the fact that I created Star Wars.
0: If Steve from Blue's Clues can be happy enough to check in on America and pop up on the Colbert show, you can be happy to hold a lightsaber there, buddy. And yes, I read that, I, it's been a blue clues reference. I read that the reason he did that was
1: to reacquaint himself with uh, America because they're doing some kind of multiversal blues clues movie with Steve, Joe, and the new guy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and yeah you know I, re- I kind of want to see it. Same. I'm not gonna lie, I got a little choked up when he was like, I hope you guys are doing good. I missed y'all. And I was like, I missed you too, Steve. I missed you too. Oh, yeah. You watched watch the Kilbert thing on that?
1: I did. Yeah, I remember that. That was funny as hell. Yeah.
0: He just like starts breaking down.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's weird. You know, there's some people who just like embrace it, like Mark Hamill, for instance. Has always stood by Luke Skywalker. He's always embraced the fact that he got to have a career out of that. That he, you know, he talks to fans all the time. Super chill, fun, nice guy. Whereas Harrison Ford would love to murder Han Solo in his sleep, but he can't because it's a fictional character. God knows he's tried though. <laughs> yeah. It's, I've often said, like, I, I don't think I've ever hated anything as much as Harrison Ford hates Han Solo.
0: Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? His life, wife just wakes up in the morning. He's like fighting with like a pillow or something. She's like, What are you doing? I'm trying to kill Han Solo. I do remember he has, I think he's
1: come around a bit lately, you know, because he finally got to kill Solo. So he's like, I don't have to do this anymore. But I remember on the press tour of, I think it was Force Awakens. He was doing a, a video like a thing with I think it was on uh, Letterman or one of those, and uh, a guy uh, they do a bit with a with a Wookie in the audience, and the Wookiee does you know his noise and cursing support's like you have a lot of balls coming here. <laughs> he's like bra and he's like she was my wife, you furry bastard. <laughs> like, he does a whole bit with the Wookiee. It was really funny.
0: <laughs> so maybe he's eased up on it. <laughs> I'm just like. I don't know, right? Like I'm I'm just a peon. I just watch this stuff. I've I've never understood like the actor structures that just actively like hate the work of something that's made them like millions of dollars. I'd be like, look, hate all you want, but it's making you money, dude. So like have a little fucking like joy in your life that you're not living on the street. Like you made someone that's lasted as this long and is getting you money well into your old age. You're playing a role that people adore, the role that was,
1: you know, that's coveted, a role that made you somebody. So why not, you know, you don't have to play it for the rest of your life. You don't have to like love it, but maybe, you know, lighten up a bit. Yeah. (laughs) Same way with Lucas. Like, dude, I don't, I don't know who hurt you, but
0: like it wasn't us. (laughs) Yeah, no, we, we made you money, buddy. Since 1977. So, yeah. And you know, if
1: it makes you feel better, George, I also enjoyed American Graffiti. I know you can do other stuff.
0: Red tells, though, oh, we
1: gotta gotta talk, George. I said you can. I didn't say you should. (laughs) I mean,
0: yeah. On that note, Anything else you want to say before we go on to Development Hill? No, I'm good. I'm good. Really, like that's a good. That's a good point to transition. <laughs> All right. So this I'm going to go into and might explain why this film feels the way it does and the show feels the way it does. All right. Okay. So originally, this was made as a way to serve both as a standalone story and a lead-in to the show, to the weekly series. Not technically designed for. Theaters though, so I think it'll be like a four episode, a couple episodes, but it's a glorified long running pilot at first, get people into the upcoming show. But George Lucas was really impressed seeing some early uh, footage, um, early footage of completed episodes, so he decided at the last minute to give it a theatrical release and make it into a movie. Mm. So they took those first few episodes and mashed them together. And wove it to create, you know, a story, to get to make it make this into moving into a theatrical release.
1: Yeah, that makes sense because there's not a
0: very strong narrative here. <laughs> That's because it literally was never designed to be a theatrical release film. <sighs> Lucas changed it last minute. <sighs> George, 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 George. Yeah. Weird part is somehow. That This convinced Time Warner to distribute the movie and Cartoon Network was finally convinced to air the series. I don't know how that happened when Lucas did that, but okay. And here we go. I got some quotes here okay. from various people. Lucas himself described the film as an afterthought. <laughs> 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 oh, I, I,
1: I can't imagine shooting my own project in the foot like that. Right. Making, I didn't, I wasn't even thinking about it. <laughs> Jesus George. I feel like he wants people to hate him.
0: It's like he tried. He sees an opportunity he's like, I know how people can hate me. I got this. I'm honestly surprised we have yet to
1: see like a YouTube video of George like punting a baby Yoda doll off a cliff.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> you guys want to know what I think of Baby Yoda? This is what I think.
1: what a ridiculous man uh yeah an afterthought that's hilarious
0: and i read that and it took me a minute i was like did he really just say this was an afterthought (laughs) why did you work what like you were impressed to tell them hey i want this in theaters this is gonna be a movie and then like well it's it's kind of it's just an afterthought like the focus is the show guys let's let's be real here let's get this shit out into the theaters we got this
1: I, like, <laughs> his own worst enemy, he really is. I, so much of what we love about Star Wars came mostly from like you know production designers and storyboard editors and John Williams. <laughs> it, I don't, I, I, Lucas, I feel like is an idea man, maybe not the best uh screenwriter, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, um, I think, well, and I think it. Uh, the movies themselves prove that right because you look at the original trilogy and like when you find out that like David kershner and Ir- um Irvin Kirschner sorry Irving kershner um there are people that came in to direct those films and they kind of would they would be the ones saying like hey that's not that's not gonna work what you wrote like the fact that you had people telling them, like that's not gonna work but we should do this and you see how those films turn out mm-hmm. and then you watch the prequel trilogy where no one told him no he wrote it, he had final say He directed all three And you go Oh Yep, I was like, he's an ideal man And he needs someone else who understands It better tone. like, that shit's not gonna work Stop it
1: Yeah, you know, there's this whole idea In, in creative writing about, uh, you gotta kill your darlings Not every idea is a good one And uh, I don't think anybody Told Lucas that
0: No I, and technically, I mean, think about it like this. Like, they loved him do his thing, right, with the prequel trilogy. And all that ended up getting us was this film, this particular animated film, a couple years later, that no one liked, a long period of time for no Star Wars film because people hated that trilogy so much to the point that Disney bought it to keep it going. Like, it, it, it sounded like it really did a lot for him. Like, he got, he finally got to do it his way. And there was, I don't see any benefit to it. <laughs>
1: Yeah. It's unfortunate. It's also, you know, it's created this kind of mixed bag of a franchise where it, it feels kind of connected, but not very tightly. Uh, Like there's phases of star Wars and it's just, I think, you know, it's very clear he didn't have this planned out. You know, otherwise you wouldn't have that weird kiss in empire or, you know, uh, what are some other moments of Star Wars that just seem like out of left field weird? Uh, how about like like 16-year-old Natalie Portman falling in love with like an 8-year-old boy in Phantom Menace?
0: Very Again, Hollywood really does not have issues with age different age gaps, apparently.
1: Not if it's that way. Not if it's older woman, younger man. That seems no. to be okay.
0: They're just like, oh, if they flipped it, they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. But the moment it's like old woman younger man, they're like, Yeah, we're cool with that, it's fine. There was that
1: Darth Jar Jar thing that Lucas abandoned because it fans hated Jar Jar so much.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot about that. There's Chewbacca showing
1: up randomly in Revenge of the Sith.
0: Like it's
1: it's weird. Like see, you know, Vader building C three PO. Like, do we need that? Is that really necessary?
0: Uh, and then there's all the shit he did to the original trilogy that he couldn't help himself he's like i gotta cg all this shit and i'm like why like fucking why leave your movie alone yeah it's it's a a love-hate relationship
1: like between fans and star wars and definitely between lucas and star wars yeah
0: big time yeah um going on that lucas note so President of Lucas Licensing, Miss, Mister, I get sorry, I said Miss, Mister Howard Rothman said this about George. Sometimes George works in strange ways. Yeah, I buy that. That's I mean, the most like cordial. Like I don't know why he's doing what he's doing. None of it makes sense. He's just making us money, so we just go yes. The Lucas giveth, the
1: Lucas taketh away. <laughs> uh,
0: he, he works in mysterious
1: ways. That's so strange. Uh you know uh Lucas is the guy who like gave us aliens in Indiana Jones, right?
0: Yes, I know. I'm very aware of the movie that doesn't count in canon for me. Yep. I'm starting to think his he might not he might not be
1: very good at ideas either. <laughs> I don't think so. George Lucas. Because he got I, really lucky with Star Wars the the OG. Yeah.
0: Because again, I know he helped with the first three Indiana Jones films, but Spielberg pretty much had like full control, and was like, "No, this is the way we're doing it." And thank God, because all three films are fucking great to me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And then you have the one that we shall not name. <laughs> that I guess Spielberg was like, you know what, George have at it i won't tell you no just fucking write your movie okay this is taking forever to get off the ground anyway just write it and we'll go with it and george went fuck yes finally (laughs) wrote it and i'm sure it went oh my god (laughs) all right fuck it i'm filming it (laughs) i told him i'm going to do it no i i could never i i just Everyone's so patient with George Lucas. I would have been like, dude, I have seen him and been like, we're delaying this film some more. This is shit. Right in our goddamn- don't put aliens in this movie. Try again.
1: You ever see interviews with Lucas? He always seems vaguely just irritated that he even has to be here.
0: Yeah. Like, what is his problem? Like- yeah, even when he goes to like Star Wars stuff, he just looks like he's like, oh, I don't have to be here. I'm like, god damn, dude. Like, look a little
1: happy. You built this universe. You gave Star Wars to mankind. Lighten Humankind. up. <laughs> Humankind, sir. It's, it's, it's bonkers to me.
0: Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's strange. I don't get it. And now we're at the point, at least with Indiana Jones, where we don't even have a Spielberg-directed one coming out. Not that I'm saying anything against the director they got now. James Mangold is a fantastic director, and after seeing Logan, oh, man, if anyone can handle old man um, Indy, it's, it's, it's him. It's 100% him.
1: Yeah, I agree. But uh, what's how much did Lucas get for Star Wars? Like $17 billion, some crazy huge number. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, it was something crazy huge.
0: You're talking um, about when Disney bought it? Yeah. Yeah, they bought it. It was like a, it was like fourteen, seventeen billion. It was a crazy huge number. Uh, I was, I actually just read about that. Apparently, um, Bob Jpec and Iger don't get along, and I was reading about that shit yesterday. Lucas got five billion
1: dollars in Disney stock, and also gets a, a percentage going forward of any Star Wars project. So. Well done on negotiating <laughs> <with> George.
0: <laughs> yeah, so literally he doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't have to come up with his own movies that don't do that well. He doesn't have to add aliens in the Jones anymore. He has to do nothing. He's fine.
1: He did however say he was not pleased with the sequel trilogy. He said he left notes for them that he had planned for a sequel trilogy
0: and they completely ignored them. <laughs> I would have too. I would have been like After I bought it, of course, I would have been like, okay, listen here, buddy. Your notes are going to the trash because I've seen the prequel trilogy. We're not. Nope. We're doing something different.
1: I would love if at the table, like, contract is signed. Disney belongs to Star Wars, or Star Wars belongs to Disney. And Lucas just slides over this notebook like, here, I had some ideas for a follow-up if you want to use these. And I think like Bob Iger's like, oh, yeah, of course. And as they're walking out, he just Flicks it into a trash can Like Lucas sees it happen
0: Wait even better Just like that Always Sunny episode He hands it to them He grabs it and just throws it Across the room (laughs) (laughs) Just flings it Just nope (laughs) We'll be in touch George
1: (laughs) Oh yeah That's, That's how I picture I mean they already own it so
0: why? Why play nice? Yeah, right. I'd be like, no, I've seen your, I've seen what happens when you had control there, buddy. It ain't happening here. Granted, Disney fucked that up when they were like, yeah, Ryan Johnson, yeah, um, do whatever you want. Don't follow the notes that fucking Abrams set up for the next two films. So this all, you know, leads, you know, leads into each other and blends together. He, they, no, they went, yeah, do whatever you want. Here's the notes, and he went. He did exactly what we just described. Just went, nope. And they didn't even bat it out. They were like, all right. I'm like,
1: that's the craziest part to me is that nobody stopped him. Nobody looked at the dailies. Nobody read the script and was like, you can't do this. It completely like undermines the first movie. Nobody
0: said anything. No one. Yet Colin Trevorrow or Josh or whoever was attached to one. It was Trevorrow. It was Trevorrow. Whatever happened with him, they were like, yeah, no, you're not directing it anymore.
1: That was the book of Henry. That movie was apparently so bad it cost Trevorrow a Star Wars movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, It was is it really a loss because now he's been heading fucking Jurassic Ward, which has been a huge fucking hit for him.
1: Yeah, it's a good point. But I read his uh his treatment for uh, he was gonna it was gonna be called Duel of the Fates, his episode nine, and Ooh, okay. it actually made way more sense, and it was a cool ending. It was. Snoke's master was the bad guy, not Palpatine, but like a new character.
0: Yeah, that would make more sense because you already, you, for whatever reason, killed Snoke in Last Jedi, which never made sense to me. Um, so yeah, that would have made sense to have it um, be like a new character, like his master that trained him, and be like, Oh, so you want to kill him now? I'm coming after you.
1: Yeah, something like that. It was a, It was a while back, I don't remember. I know there was a meeting between. Luke and uh, Ghost Anakin, who was like half Ghost Vader because he's like trapped eternally in this like midpoint between the light and the dark side.
0: Mm-hmm. It would have
1: been really sweet.
0: So, again, Better Idols is what we got, which was like trying to literally course correct Last Jedi and in your fucking trilogy. I was like, all right.
1: Yeah, it was. <laughs>
0: again that should have all been avoided how they had you know Kathleen Kennedy gone down how Kevin Feige runs things I'm like no this is what we're going this is the movie you're making
1: <sighs> yeah what it could have should have
0: yeah um speaking of producers actually last one I got on this this fucking movie um producer Catherine Winder Winder forgive me if I said it wrong both ways um, said the sudden decision added an already large challenge of establishing a show of this, in her words, of this sophistication and complexity. But then said ultimately photos it was a good way to start the series. So on one hand, she's like, this adds kind of a, a a bigger challenge on top of the challenge we're having with the show. But it's also good we're doing it this way. What? <laughs>
1: That sounds like, you know, I accidentally said what I really think. I got to go back to the party line.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it, it gets stranger. The last thing she said, she also expressed that she had the budgetary constraints, forced the production team to think outside the box. I don't know at what point outside the box was in this movie, but I did not feel outside the box at all.
1: Was outside the box making Jabba's kid look like a giant gumball?
0: or whatever the voice they were using for Jabba's fucking cousin
1: uncle zero who sounded or like uncle, bobcat sorry
0: Goldthwait. yeah
1: yeah that was odd like a like a paul Lind slug
0: was that bobcat growth that voice some probably not was uh, like, oh, it was not no it wasn't i i i will get back to him later in uh, our award section <laughs> um yeah i'm like was that outside the box? Was making your like overall actual threat like the not most non threatening sounding thing in the universe?
1: Yeah, I, this, the, sto- this, the tr- uh, story trajectory of this thing is terrible. It's just like, go here, go here, go here. What? Like, there's no point to any of it.
0: Not a single fucking bit. I think, oh. you know,
1: having a prequel to a prequel just. You already have, like, the idea of, a you know, the prequel idea that all these people are safe. But you, I don't know, it's just, it's weird doing that. And just yeah, never a sense of high stakes at all.
0: No, because even if, like, I haven't seen Clone Wars, but I know Ahsoka is a character. She's in fucking Mandalorian Season 2. She's apparently in Book of Boba Fett slash Mandalorian Season 2.5. And she's getting her own show, so I know she's not going anywhere in this movie. Cause I'm like, well, we're going to see her later. Like this is her journey to how she got to where she is, and when well, we're seeing her in the live action versions but, uh Rosario Dawson. True. So it's like, yeah, it, it's weird. Like I said, I don't, I don't get where outside the box was at. Um, that's about that, that. That's it for that part. Um, I do have uh, their animation. What they were going for for their animation. Um, because, again, it's really weird, but I guess it makes sense now that, like, they just didn't spend the money to perfect the animation here that they turned around and did even better in the fucking show. You know, it's the same goddamn animation. <laughs> but they designed it to homage the stylized looks of both cha- Japanese anime and manga and the super marionation of the British 1960 series Thunderbirds. Not familiar with that series, but that's what it said.
1: Why would you not want to put money into this? It's Star Wars. Like it's one of the most recognizable, profitable franchises of all time, regardless of film quality. People are always gonna watch Star Wars. So like why would you not try to make this awesome? Why would you just put minimal effort into it? Because Lucas
0: works in strange ways. <laughs> Apparently. Oh God. Um as for the animation, uh he also publicly Lucas, sorry, Lucas numerous times probably said he wanted to avoid the look of animated films like Beowulf that had come out at the time that realistic animation and also Pixar films again to help it be its own thing to help differentiate it from everything else um, even to the point of like uh, filming this movie he didn't film it like an, a traditional animation film he filmed it like a live action movie where like yeah which I that see- part was kind of cool and I, I think it's smart But again, afterthought, George, Georgia boy.
1: Well, it was nice seeing some actual war in a Star Wars movie for once. Like instead of just, you know, space battles and lightsaber fights, like this was like, you know, military operations, like an actual like battle, you know, which was neat to see. And the show does that too. Uh, It definitely feels like, you know, there's elements of, you know, inspiration from Vietnam War movies and like shit like that. It's it gets intense sometimes.
0: Yeah. I but I would argue we got a better version of that to me in Rogue One. Yeah. When you were seeing like the war torn cities and like that kind of like it looked in the whole like final battle at the end of Rogue One to me like they did like so much better. Um but That's no I it is it's cool to see it. Yeah.
1: That's <laughs> true. Rogue One did accomplish that way better. But also they had like a 200 million dollar budget
0: and and it wasn't an afterthought
1: (laughs) it was not it was it was a thought
0: (laughs) thought (sighs) ah um with all that said though like we kind of talked about earlier right upon release this would become one of the worst reviewed films in the franchise to critics um they you know went after its story animation and and in their words repetitive action sequences Yeah, Um, And also on the audience side of things Like I said earlier It would be the lowest grossing star Wars films To date And unless they do really fucking bad I don't see them ever getting this slow On box office
1: I mean Solo is the closest they've come (laughs) (laughs) That is true Yeah Even that still made like Two or three hundred million dollars
0: Yeah So even then when they had been, at a you know, low point, they were so hugely successful. Um, I'm
1: looking forward to seeing, like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish this show. I'm gonna watch the Clone Wars. I'm gonna go through this whole thing, mostly because I want to find out how are they gonna explain uh, the lack
0: of Ahsoka in Revenge of the Sith. That is true. <laughs> so, for a character that's become like huge in like the culture and the fandom and everything, and like she's getting her own show. Like, yeah, how did she just not ever show up in Revenge of the Sith?
1: Like literally, the fall of the Jedi, her master turning to the dark side, and she just sat that out. That's <laughs> unless she was like kidnapped or banished or something. I can't figure out how she would not be involved in that enormously significant moment.
0: That <laughs> uh, yeah, I never thought about that till you brought it up. I'm like yeah, how about, wh- yeah. <laughs> she's supposed to be like this huge character like because the movie quickly establishes that it's not obi-wan training her it's anakin he's she is his padawan so it's like why was she just sitting out avenge the sith it's kind of like when what is was it when uh, after the first avengers like how many marvel films after that we were like why are the avengers sitting this one out this seems like an avengers level problem <laughs> or when uh eternals came out we're like why did they sit out like the other 20 fucking movies what explanation do you have here eternals
1: <laughs> that's the problem of you know create making something that establishes events prior to the film it's, it's a prequel of like, if it doesn't tie together you're just making more plot holes that are just going to upset people so and, and right. I, could, I mean i haven't finished clone Wars, so maybe there is some brilliant explanation of why she's not there
0: yeah hopefully because uh, i would argue that Eternals did exactly what you just said and that it did a piss poor job of explaining why they can't get involved and just made us go it doesn't add up yeah just no deviants not my problem right and then I I know a bunch of comic fans were like well technically in the comics Thanos is a deviant Uh,
1: well shit apparently they didn't get that memo
0: yeah, so I'm like, unless the, the movies are saying, no, fuck that, he's not a deviant. <laughs> like, they're just dropping that. It's like, well, if like, you better make sure you reference that thing, because comic fans are fucking admit that Thanos in the comics is deviant, they should have been involved, but... What's the timeline of
1: Eternals? Like, is any other Marvel yeah. movie going to reference the giant stone alien that emerged from planet Earth?
0: Yeah, right? <laughs> And then the biggest thing with that, okay, before we go on to the roads here, let's just talk about this real quick. Then there's the fact that Chloe uh, Zhao has said that there's only one film plan. Like, they're not intending to do sequels to Eternals. They're just going to have them pop up. In our, so I'm like, huh? what was the point? Like, if you're not going to have a good explanation for Friday, they never got involved. And then have all this big, big, big stuff happen that you're not referencing right now. What was the fucking point? (laughs) All of
1: this was just to get Pip the Troll into this universe and also give Jon Snow the Black Knight sword. That's what this all was about.
0: For us to hear Blade off screen. (laughs) Uh, I wonder if
1: if there was supposed to be an Eternals franchise, but people didn't like it, so Feige went to plan Q and was like, all right, no more Eternals. (laughs) Let's double down on Doctor Strange. We'll throw Moon Knight. Let's do this.
0: Thank you. He's not even close to Z yet. <laughs> uh, I did a fun little thing. Uh, my boy, I mentioned that, got the review blurb on BHS 94. Um, It's apparently one of their perks with things that he's already seen all of uh, Moon Knight. Oh. um lucky bastard. I know. Oh, I'm a little jealous. Um, but I read, I was reading uh, his, uh, his post and immediately kind of going through his comments because I'm like, well, I'm curious now. Um, and he's nice. He didn't point any spoilers. You know, he's not sending the center putting, like, fucking spoilers. He did make a comment, though, that made me go, huh? Because he was like, he was ta- it was him and another guy talking about it and him going like, yeah, and, you know, they had this, even the character they had come up in episode four, he's like, I'm sure the fans are going to lose their minds, but it did nothing for me. And I'm like, who the fuck is in episode four? I was like, the rest of us haven't seen this show, buddy. I have to watch it weekly.
1: Who <laughs> right.
0: the episode four? Who wouldn't make
1: sense for Moon Knight? My immediate thoughts go to Blade.
0: Mine too. I seriously was like. Do not tell me we're going to get a live action like appearance finally. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Maybe you know. Maybe it's fucking Harry Styles again.
0: Harry Styles just keeps popping up. <laughs>
1: Doing nothing but in full character of Star Fox,
0: right? Just, just there. Speaking of which, did you hear? Uh, this is not Marvel, it has to do with Harry Styles, though. Uh, apparently, they were going to start filming Nosferatu, uh, Edgar's upcoming, you know, his next film. Yeah, they were going to start filming it this past week, but they're not because Harry Styles, I guess, was in the fucking movie and couldn't, had to, said he couldn't make the trip to uh, Prague last minute, and they have to now figure out. What they're doing with that role?
1: <laughs> That's shitty. uh I hope they figure it
0: out. I would like to see Robert Eggers Nosferatu. So would I. I would like to see his Northman. This, ooh, it's coming up. Yeah, coming up real quick. I can't wait. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, ourselves was in Nosferatu, and I guess isn't anymore. And a major fucking character in episode four. Sweet. I hope in a weird way, like I just started like a fucking craze on the internet. Just who's going to be in episode four of the night?
1: I wonder if you were le- like legally allowed to say that.
0: <laughs> he put it on Facebook, so
1: oh fuck it. All right, it's his problem. <laughs> it's not.
0: It's not like I. It's not like he told me. I I saw his Facebook post, and in the comments section, he put that, and I went, interesting
1: and he probably said too much. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if this is the last Disney Plus series he's allowed to watch in its entirety.
0: <laughs> I was surprised, too, because I'm like, most of the reviews I've seen have only from episodes one through three, or I think some people have done four. this one reviewer I watch on YouTube. He has his Moon Knight review up, and he put on there episodes one through four spoiler free. And I'm like, okay, something happens in episode four that they're not giving people the last two fucking episodes. What the fuck is going on here?
1: It's got to be. It's somebody big. It's going to be. I don't think they said it's a standalone show, though. Like, it's not going to really connect to the wider MCU. So maybe it's not Blade.
0: I don't know. Like, could they be throwing us off? Because they do that shit all the time.
1: Yeah. Remember when Paul Bettany said he was super excited to work with an actor he's always wanted to work with and it turned out to be
0: fucking himself? Yeah. Yeah. They love to and think about it, the TV shows, don't have not had the same amount of fucking scrutiny that like Spider Man No Way Home has. So what if they're just saying, yeah, it doesn't connect? But That's in reality, true. they have like a fucking thing planned towards the end, and it's like because they know no one's like scrutinizing it as much. Mm-hmm. And I get the feeling that Oscar Isaac is probably better at <laughs> leading people astray, unlike Andrew Garfield.
1: I do love that like. No, he was asked about Amazing Spider-Man three, and he said there are no plans, but nobody will fucking believe him.
0: Yeah, I love. I read that. I'm like, that's awesome. He's like, no one's going to fucking believe me either way. It was weird that, yeah,
1: like they just they lie to us constantly, and but for the like for the right reasons, because if they just straight up said like, yeah, Toby and Andrew are back from the get go, movie loses some steam. They tell us, you know, Blades and halfway through Moon Knight or whoever's popping up, they're like, like yeah, that'll be exciting to see, but we lose steam can't lose steam
0: yeah yeah that's true like i said they don't even have to have it could be literally like a minor connection just to kind of get the ball rolling because they have also been very open about that like look he's doing this show for him to be in the mcu like he it's not just a show and you're done like they've been open about like yeah no we're doing this for him to potentially be in upcoming movies okay
1: i'm taking back blade i think it's the punisher
0: Oh, you think they found a way to? Because John Brothel has been pretty adamant about coming back.
1: That and Moon Knight and Punisher have quite the f- hilarious interactions in the comics, because they're constantly like attacking each other with uh, verbal barbs that are pretty hardcore. They're roasting each other constantly. And there's a panel I saw where Moon Knight or uh, Punisher asked Moon Knight, "Like, how's your like, how's your fake god?" And Moon Knight's like, "Great, how's your dead family?" <laughs> I just I want to see that. So. I don't know maybe it's maybe maybe it's Punisher
0: I, I mean now now I'm just like can we just kind of get through episodes one two three can I get to four because <laughs> like, I mean think about it, they kept the whole Kingpin thing well they didn't keep it that great because they made so many fucking references but it's not like people were really scrutinizing that like they were again the movies yeah
1: well, I, well, and, you know, with Daredevil and Spider-Man and Kingpin and Hawkeye, there is precedent for the Netflix shows crossing over. So, Punisher is not a crazy suggestion now.
0: Yeah. Hey, look, I'd be down. I stand by how much um, I love John Berth on the role. I know I wasn't on the Punisher episode, but I listened to you and Colin talk about it, and I, I really did enjoy the Netflix series. I did not like what they did with Jigsaw. That shit was so fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, but, boy... Fuck me! Did I like John Berthar's Punisher? He was good.
1: He was. He was. I forgot how we got here. Me too. Yeah, we should probably well, readjust.
0: Let's get Let's get back and go to the awards. How does that sound? Sounds good. Oh boy. Dear God. Really? I'm. I. I just don't really watched Moon Knight, but I haven't had a chance to fucking watch it today. I might. I don't even know if I'll be able to get Tuesday. To it. it might be a fucking tomorrow thing at this point. Oh shit. I gotta get ready for. I'm going to get to Moon Knight soon. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, let's go to our awards. Uh, first up, the Zach Snyder. <laughs> Speaking of Oscars now and Snyder.
1: All right. Before we get into it, let me just let me just say this. <laughs> I
0: knew that, dude. I knew <laughs> I'd you up.
1: I don't care what IMDb says. The fan cheer award is not a real Oscar. The Snyder Cut and Army of the Dead didn't win shit. So, just let me start. We will never do those movies on Oscar Sunday because they were never nominated for real Oscars.
0: I'll say this. I do support you because the the Snyder cult vote-bombed made a point to do a vote bombing which is in my in my eyes a form of cheating and making sure actual ones that deserved the one-time oscars let the fucking fans have their say and you guys fucked it up so fuck you snyder cult, cult fans
1: i argue that it's a case of domestic terrorism but i hate those guys a lot <laughs> any excuse to fuck them up but yeah I mean, I'd argue that, you know, even if Spider-Man No Way Home took the cheer award, it's still not a real Oscar.
0: I mean, no, it's not. And I don't think the Academy thought too much about it either. Uh-huh. I hope
1: they don't do this shit again. But yeah, Zack Snyder, once again, as I've often said, is a hack. So I don't understand it.
0: Oh, well, now that's out of your system. You want to talk about the Zack Snyder or the worst scene?
1: Why not? Uh, This was tough so many are tough because you really couldn't find one there's not a lot there's not a lot that stands out in this film either either good or bad it just kind of happens there's really yeah. like nothing to latch onto on either side this is true uh, so I had to go with something that just kind of irked me a little it's when uh, Anakin, Ahsoka and the aptly named Stinky more on that later um Are landing on Tatooine And there's enemy ships coming And Ahsoka just decides to start giving Anakin The business (laughs) Just starts giving him like I thought you said you could fly Like what are you doing Like that's not the right way like you were wrong Just starts being this like annoying little child And I'm like they're gonna kill you Is this really the right moment to like have the moral high ground (laughs) This is terrible uh, Anakin does not like Not having the high ground (laughs) I couldn't do it. I couldn't go through a Star Wars episode without. Never mind. Yeah.
0: I have the high ground, Anakin. <laughs> oh God. Um. No. I. Yeah. Dude. It. It always bugs. Like you know. Every so often, these kind of scenes are funny if played outright. But this was a case from like, shut the fuck up, Ahsoka. You're getting shot at. You're about to die. Like, let him do his thing. And I was like, if he wanted to, he would he will kill you. Like he's we're, we're seeing an Anakin that has already flirted with the dark side. So he'll do it. He'll fucking do it.
1: I, test. I do want to say this. Uh, when I was putting together my What's in the Box, so many of these reviews are just fuck Ahsoka. Like so many of them. Like everyone hated her in this movie, and then the show happened and she became this like fan-revered character. But if you just go by the movie, she's fucking insufferable.
0: Yeah, it's it's amazing how like I remember watching this dream going. How the fuck did we get to a point where we like her? I was like, how did this? Because this movie, she is fucking annoying and awful to listen to. Yeah, two
1: seasons into the show, I'm still figuring that out. (laughs) (laughs) She's not exactly endearing. She's kind of annoying and constantly putting them in harm's way because she's an idiot who doesn't learn shit.
0: God damn it!
1: And again, you know, Anakin Skywalker maybe not the best teacher. He's kind of a shit Jedi too. <laughs> yeah,
0: he really hates sand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that came up in this movie. <laughs> I know. I'm like, am I just on a roll of picking like films for this podcast where they really hate sand? Like, is this something I got to look forward to on next week's movie?
1: <laughs> a while back, I read a a, a fan theory about why Obi Wan didn't put that much effort into hiding Luke. Like he kept his, he kept the name Luke Skywalker. He changed his own name to Ben Kenobi. Like he's not hiding, and the reason he's not is because he knows Darth Vader will never set foot on Tatooine because he hates sand. <laughs> that was, the, that was enough for me. I'm like, all right, I'll buy that.
0: I'll buy it. He, he made it quite known how much he hated sand. <laughs> God. Um. That's a good one. For me, it was actually like, I was writing, like, so many moments, um, but the one I ultimately went with, because it just had no tension, no flair whatsoever, but it's, like, I, I call it the attempted ambush, but it's when they're looking for Java's kid, like, they scale the mountain building, and they're walking through, and, the like, the Troids the are coming out of hiding, and literally, just nonchalantly, like, because so like, uh, I think they're trying to do an ambush, like, out loud, <laughs> and literally, he's just like, Yeah, probably. Uh, you want to take care of it? <laughs> and then she kills them, and then he has his little moment where he kills the one we don't see. And all I'm thinking is, like, this was supposed to be an ambush. This is the most anticlimactic, non suspense filled ambush I think I've seen in my entire fucking life.
1: Yeah, I'll give you that. That was weird. I thought that was a I didn't realize at first, like, they were actually trying to kill them. I thought the droids were, like, surrendering or something, because they were so blatant.
0: Yeah, and they were literally just not even trying to, like, they didn't even say anything. They would just walk behind them, and I'm like, shoot them. Shoot them! Do something! Shoot a Jedi (laughs) in the back. They can't block it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh my god, Ward's worst ambush. (laughs) Galaxy's worst ambush. Sorry. (laughs) Good one. Oof. Hmm. okay uh now for sorry i was no out there <laughs> hey i was really really in my thoughts about that scene <laughs> next up the ed wood or the worst uh line or oh, lines
1: okay this one was just a lot of my awards have to do with the fact that java's kid is they name it stinky in the movie <laughs> uh they sense that Count Dooku is behind the, the kidnapping of Stinky. And Anakin says, this smells like Count Dooku to me. And Ahsoka pipes in, I think it's a little stinky that you smell. Like, really? Is that necessary? But also, I, I never liked the name Count Dooku. I always thought it sounded stupid, especially when he's got a cool Sith name, Darth Tyrannus. Why not
0: use that? Because they want to use Count Dooku and they want to also make a fart joke. This whole movie
1: is a stinking pile of Dooku.
0: I'm just thinking of like the, the the moment in Jurassic Park with Chef Goblu. This is a huge pile of shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But even the, like I know this is supposed to be for kids, but why does four kids immediately translate to fart jokes? I don't
0: know. I mean, like, look, don't get me wrong. I love. I, I can laugh at fart jokes, still. No. I don't I'm literally a year shy of 30. And I still laugh at them. But like, like, come on, make some, make, give me good fart jokes. Don't give me this. This was a lazy fart joke. This wasn't no. a funny one. Yeah, no, I don't
1: want, I don't want fart jokes in my Star Wars movie. Just, <laughs> there's a place and a time.
0: It's not here. Yeah, not my, <laughs> Put it in my 21 Jump Street movie. <laughs> don't you dare put it in this. Yeah. Yeah, it's
1: stupid. Uh. Yeah, you only had the one. I just had the one. Yes. All
0: right, I had two. Um, This uh, the first one is also said by Ahsoka. (laughs) It's when they again in the scene when they attack the building, and they're like getting ready to go inside. And the the one of the droids asks, "Oh, is this your servant goal?" To uh to Anakin, and her response is to try to be tough and go, "Do servant goals get these?" And then flashes her lightsaber. I was like, "That wasn't tough. That was the stupidest shit I heard in my life." <laughs> if I was that droid, I would have laughed.
1: <laughs> yeah, they don't do a lot a good job giving her any like redeeming, redeemable qualities.
0: No. <laughs> uh, uh, I was like, "Oh boy, that was that was a terrible line." My my second one actually comes from Anakin, and it's only because. <laughs> If you this came out after what we've seen the prequel trilogy, so we know it's the route Anakin's going down. And it's the very beginning of the movie when they're trying to force build, and like she just goes ahead and then all the, the, the robots get back up and Anakin looks at her and goes, who side you on anyway? ha huh, huh, huh And I'm like, Well, no, fuck you, dude, because you go bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck you, man. You try to kill your own son. You don't get to say that line. <laughs>
1: Did any in the in the show any interaction that Anakin has with the younglings immediately makes me cringe? Knowing like he's going to murder all of these children in just a couple years.
0: Minus one, if you played a uh, uh, Fallen Order, I never finished the game because I was actually probably one of the few people that did not really enjoy it all that much. But I know that's like the whole plot line of that.
1: I I did beat that, and I considered it a personal triumph because those boss battles were fucking hard.
0: <laughs> I think that's why I didn't like it. So like, look, man. I- Straight up, I know a lot of people love the Souls game, and I want to say that now because I know Elden Ring just fucking came out and everyone's losing their mind. I'm not a fan of it. I don't like having to work that fucking hard in my games. <laughs> I don't care what you think about me. I'm not a hardcore gamer. I am more casual because I'm much more of a movie buff that also really likes the game.
1: I am a movie buff who sometimes does other stuff.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Pretty so it's buff. like, yeah. So, like, I trust me, I love gaming. I'm still going through Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'm having a fucking field day with it. I'm loving it. Um, But yeah, I'm not into those types of games, right? So, when I saw that they were cu- doing that type of thing for Fallen Order, they were kind of going down the Souls route and how they were doing it. I was like, oh. Uh. Well, I was like, fuck it. I'll give it a shot because EA's really fucked up the, their Star Wars game label here. I'm so fucking glad they're done. The deal's expired. Nobody other companies do it. Cause all the new games that have been announced look great, um, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah, when I when I went, I played it. I remember going, no, I was like, I don't want to sit there and just want to throw my controller at TV. like, no, I'm not. No, I'll see. I'll, I'll Wikipedia the fucking plot. I'm not fucking playing this game. So I,
1: it's it's the hardest I've worked at a video game in a long time because I I personally was like, I'm gonna beat this thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna see how this ends. And I, I did it, and I was so proud of myself.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm glad you did. I just just because of my my feelings on the Souls game. And again, I'm not pointing out people that do like those games. Like, hey, power to you. You know, you like what you like. It's not my cup of tea. The fact that they wanted to be with SARS, i was just like, oh, I'm good. I don't I don't want this. Personally, I am <laughs> glad it was successful, and that there is a sequel being made for it. Um,
1: I I look at like Dark Souls as like. A safe way for masochists to get their pain pleasure with when, when they don't have a partner. Like that's the vibe I get from those games. They don't seem fun. They seem painful.
0: They are. I try. I did attempt to play it. So before everyone was like, "Gee, probably haven't even tried." I have tried. I did too. And uh, fuck that. No. Yeah. I don't care how much easier Assassin's Creed is. At least I can progress through the fucking story and enjoy the goddamn game. But on that note, now that I, I clear the air my feelings, I'm trying to fall him order. <laughs> the Steven Seagal, the uh, worst performance. I didn't think I was going to pick this
1: guy, and I don't blame him. It's entirely the lack of the character. Samuel L. Jackson is Mace winded. Interesting choice. Okay. Why bother bringing him back if he's going to have, like, three lines and never show up again?
0: And he doesn't, by the say he doesn't come back for the show.
1: He doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah. Him and, yeah, a couple people from the films reprise their role. And it's pointless because Windu especially says, like, two lines to the Chancellor, and then he's gone. And those lines aren't particularly, you know, sub- substantial. It's like, hey, over there, or look at this. Like, way to, way to pick up a nice check there, Sam. But, like, it could have been anybody. I could have voiced Windu in this movie, and it wouldn't
0: have mattered. <laughs> could have been me damn it <laughs> no it yeah it's it's really weird who they pick to come back to re- reprise the roles because almost all of them are barely in the movie that do reprise it but then the ones that don't reprise are mostly in the movie and yep. then they're the same ones that go ahead and do the show so i'm like what were you doing um, well clearly you know it was an afterthought <laughs> it was an afterthought <laughs> <laughs> um for me i i went i you know, I kind of had some ideals in my head. I'm like, maybe I'll go with this person or this, you know, this person. I was really trying to avoid a so because I just felt like this one's too easy to go for. <laughs> um, and then this character popped up and I went, oh my God. Is and then when I looked up the actor's credits, I went, holy shit. This actor's done so much better work. And that is Corey Burton, who plays uh, the aforementioned Zero. Mm. Yeah, you 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 hype this up as essentially being the bad guy of the movie. Like this is the guy orchestrating this whole plot with uh, Dooku, and he sounds like the least intimidating intimidating guy. Also, he has like this weird lisp going on, and it's like this is where you go, okay. I know you're preferring this to kids, but holy shit, make this guy somewhat terrifying. Like I felt nothing. I'm like, oh, this is the this is the. So they were like, oh, it's Java's uncle. I'm thinking, oh shit, Jabba's uncle. Especially because Book of Boba Fett had, you know, fucking descendants of Jabba in the goddamn show that were actually kind of interesting. So I'm thinking, okay, here we go. Cool, cool. Bring on some more Hut families. Here we go. And then they brought him on. I'm like, this is disappointing. And then, like I said, I looked up this, this guy's uh, voice work from long I'm just like, he sounds so much better. What the fuck? Yeah,
1: Corey Burton's one of the big names in uh, animated movies, Uh, and his his voice of choice for Zero is odd, makes the character sound like a cabaret, like. But yeah, I get that it's weird and kind of unnecessary for the story. Like we've already got, you know, Dooku. We've got Ventress. Like we've got bad guys. Like this is just another unnecessary layer to a unnecessarily complicated story.
0: Yeah. There's like there's no use for the character. And then like he is not intimidating as the mastermind. I'm just like, okay.
1: When he's like bitch, like you know, when, when Jabba, like you know, when Padme does the um hologram to tell like, hey, your uncle confessed, and he's like, Jabba, what? You know, it's not my fault. Like like it's it's so stupid. Like this is this is the guy?
0: Uh, yeah, I get why you picked that guy. Yep. It, literally, I'm staring everyone, who am I going to pick? And then he popped up and went, and I have made my decision. It was no second thought. Just, yep, there it is. <laughs> Found it.
1: <laughs> yeah, good one.
0: Yeah. All right. This one should be, I think, interesting. An interesting uh, pick for both of us. But the Michael Bay, the worst filmmaking decision.
1: I would also like to just real quick shout out that Michael Bay is currently uh, condemning the CGI in his own movie. Don't know if you saw that.
0: No, I thought you were about to say he's going to condemn Will Smith. Also, he made his voice known. Like, okay, good.
1: Michael Bay is currently bitching about the state of the CGI in *Ambulance*, saying it's terrible. But he made *Ambulance*; that was his call. So that was his movie. God damn, Mike. You just keep you keep every every time he opens his mouth, he reinforces the reasons why he's on this list.
0: <laughs> yeah. I really I I really thought for me, gonna be like, yeah, he's condemning Will Smith. I was like, that's weird. The guy that has zero issues being uh, creepy around women, so like, no, you don't slap a man on screen. Jesus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I haven't heard what he thinks about that, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's something weird. Uh My Michael Bay Award goes to the very simple fact that they decided to name Jabba's son Stinky.
0: You're really... It's stupid.
1: I hate stupid shit in my movies. And the kid is such a substantial part of the movie. So they're constantly talking about... Even Anakin starts calling him Stinky. Like, this is Darth Vader here. Like, how many different ways is Lucas going to take the mystery... And menace of Darth Vader away
0: from us, <laughs> as many as he can. <laughs> it's yeah. It's it
1: was stupid and uh, unnecessary, and they could have like I, I think adding on to this like this is the plot you decide to go with for your the first Star Wars movie in three years, and Jabba's fat son. That's what that's what we're going with.
0: <laughs> this what we're doing here, guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah, so yeah, that was mine.
0: Okay, I get it. Mine um, was what I've kind of touched on earlier in that this essentially, and, and now that we know who was an afterthought, but it's just a glorified pilot, and I'm a good one for the show instead of just being a standalone film that wouldn't ever really lead to a show.
1: Yeah, you can tell that, as George Lucas put, this was an afterthought. Yeah, <laughs> really does feel like nobody really believed in this or cared about it. They just needed to put something out. It's like a sizzle reel for the Clone Wars show.
0: Yeah, it's like, if that was the case, why was this even made at all? Well, apparently it's
1: also chronologically takes place in between the first and third episodes of the show. So, like, this isn't even the beginning of the Clone Wars. It's like you watch the first episode, you watch this, then you keep going.
0: Jesus
1: Christ. Yeah. I found that out earlier. It's the, first, it's the first sentence on the Wikipedia page for the plot.
0: So weird. That is, God, uh, yeah, it, it was an afterthought. But we have to find a server lining. It's one of the main reasons we do this show, believe it or not, So with that said, what what do you got? What's the one positive you're able to take away from this film?
1: Christopher Lee. Okay, good choice. The fact that he came back to play Dooku was awesome. He provides this real sense of menace to the character, this gravitas. The voice is so distinct. The second you hear it, you're like, that's not an imitator, that's Christopher Lee. (laughs) and it just works the, the the lightsaber fight between him and anakin however brief is really cool cuz you can just you can feel that it's christopher lee in there and he just he he adds to everything he does he brings power and excitement to every role he ever had even these brief animated roles and uh yeah i thought i w- i appreciated that he came back
0: yeah I'm I'm with you there, but he he was always to me an actor that never phoned it and he always gave it his all.
1: Very much regardless
0: so. of the of the quality of you know script or whatever, he was always giving it his all and it shows here, you know, all you get is his voice. But I would argue of all the voice actors, he's doing the best work here. Um he's absolutely giving us the dooku that we remember and literally in just in this case, just his voice, and still giving us that do that we know. Um, and to an extent loves so much I mean he's to me one of the better villains to come out Of the prequel trilogy
1: Yeah I agree and with such a dumbass name too But he makes it work
0: <laughs> Oh yeah um, For me Again we can't talk about it earlier But it's, it's the simple fact that you know Yeah this, this may have been an afterthought But it ultimately led to Something that is now one of the most Critically acclaimed and fan beloved Shows in this entire franchise um, I think only Mandalorian has really like matched like the fervor show-wise of this fucking universe. Um, to the point that, like I said, Disney bought Star Wars and said, Hey, everything's not canon but this. And they they kept it canon. They even gave the fans the final season that they wanted. You know, that was a you know, huge deal for fans. And they even said, Hey, Dave Filoni, do you want to do our other shows? And they kept him. So the fact that like Yeah, this movie may have sucked, but like what it led to and the doors it opened for people like Dave Dave Filoni, um, you know, the fact that Disney's like, you know, we'll keep it canning. We can see the fan love for this. That's good. Like good came out of it. That's a nice way of looking at it. Yeah, this is, you know,
1: it's the one like rainy day in a week of sunshine.
0: Yeah,
1: I Yeah. I like metaphors.
0: I can tell. It's It's actually supposed to rain. We're recording, you know, we're recording in advance a little bit. Um, it's actually supposed to rain tomorrow in a rather sunny week. That sucks.
1: Maybe you should watch Star
0: Wars. <laughs> no, I have to watch Shaw. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> but you know, yeah, I,
1: can- I admire I can- the uh, approach to that. That yeah, this this led to something that people love. So that's good.
0: Mm, yeah. And like I said, Dave Filoni, I mean, hey, he's, he's still working on Star Wars. You, you could definitely tell this guy is a fan. He was more than happy to be in this universe. And the fact that he has been essentially him and now, um, forever like the guys for the shows going forward, like I'm sure that means the Lord to him. So, you know, good. Absolutely good for him. Very happy for him.
1: Yeah. And the guy, you know, clearly knows his shit. He's he's doing creative, fun stuff with Star Wars that is just Constantly pleasing fans, Uh, and that's just that's just gravy.
0: Yeah, so that was mine. Um, With that, let's let's go back to uh, shitting on this in a fun way, (laughs) and let's find out what's in the box. What's in the fucking box? Uh, This was
1: interesting. Um, A lot of people do, you know. Some people do like this film, especially after the Clone Wars show. They've revisited this and see this as more uh, enjoyable. But that's a, a, a 2.6 out of 5 stars on Letterboxd. The exact same score as Tomb Raider, which we did last week. Wow. Uh, so, not great. Uh, I only have four today, but I have four that I think will make you laugh. Uh, first one's from Todd. It was sure nice to see Anakin complain about sand some more, but for the most part, this didn't work for me. There is something about the animation that I find off-putting, and a lot of the voice work was acted well, but just feels wrong for the tone of the film. I agree with that. The yeah. story itself is interesting enough if you're into Star Wars, but the execution is repetitive and lacking in anything special. Oh, well. Two stars. I just love the... I loved, I, I'm i glad we got to see Anakin complain about sand again.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. That made me laugh a really. little Oh, yeah. Yeah. That hasn't gone away. He still really hates sand.
1: Yeah. Uh, this one's from Sean Boo. After the last six years of Star Wars, this was really fun.
0: Three and a half stars. <laughs> oh, that was I was yawning. Sorry. <laughs> That's a good one, too. Man, he must have really hated the prequel trilogy. This must have been like, oh, my God, finally.
1: <laughs> I guess. Uh, this next guy does not think so. The Spork guy. I don't even know why I did this to myself. One and a half star. (laughs) Me neither, Spork.
0: I love this. Because I've had that many times when I finish a movie I hate. I'm like, why did I just do this to myself? Why?
1: That's an hour and a half I'm not going to get back on the back end.
0: No. There's been quite a bit of Shadow Films I've done for um, Sync Preview. I'm like, oh god, not getting that hour and a half back.
1: Yeah, you're a trooper for putting up with, with that.
0: It's like, yeah. Every so often I win, you know, like The Spine of Night. Great film. Absolutely stellar film.
1: But it's like you're digging through a bowl of moldy fruit and occasionally you get a really nice strawberry. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know if I'd keep digging. I mean, it's a good strawberry, but is it worth it? I don't know yet. <laughs> um, and my final one, this is from Caleb Boatman. Uh, so a variant of you, I'm assuming. I'm <laughs> you are given a theatrical release, but we do not grant you the rank of Star Wars movie. One star.
0: I like that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what's in the box.
0: <laughs> that, was good. that was good. I like that last one a lot. How oh, granny if they asked for release. I do not give you permission we a Star Wars movie. Take a seat,
1: Clone Wars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they put, so. take a seat next to, you know, Star Wars, the Clone Wars. You just see the show sitting there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, every franchise has their black sheep, and I guess this is this is the Star Wars.
0: <laughs> it says a lot that of all the films that come out on this franchise, that this is the black sheep. Now this is when the fans went, "Nope, this is the bad one." Yeah, that is that's insane.
1: <laughs> it's... Maybe it's because you know, I, I don't know, I don't know. Like, is this worse than Last Jedi or Attack of the Clones or,
0: or Phantom Menace? Like, is it? Is it worse? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but apparently the fans, they're like, no, this is Black Sheep. We have voted. The Village has voted. <laughs> well, them's the breaks. <laughs> yep. I will certainly right. not be watching it again. Uh, no, no, I'll give the show a chance when not watching this damn movie again. <laughs> All right, before I get into next week, as usual, let's go ahead and knock out the uh, social media fun stuff. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under Filmgasm Productions. If you want to share this recommendation or just say hi, I don't really care, feel, feel free to email us at filmgasm at gmail.com. If you'd like to donate and support us in that way, you don't have to, but if you want to, find us on Anchor. And finally, we do have a website known as filmgasm.com. We have lots of reviews, uh, trailers, articles, all of our episodes. Um, reviews definitely get updated, especially on weekends when all the new release films come out. So if you want to know our thoughts, on stuff coming out during the weekend like x or you know in light of what happened on the untimely passing taylor hawkins what we thought of Studio 666 yeah you can go there um but now with that out of the way let's go ahead and dive into the various stuff going on of next week so for this show we will be discussing the even more hated than usual of michael bay Films, The Island.
1: Ah, oh, boy, Michael Bay. It was only a matter of time.
0: It uh, was a matter of time. I haven't seen this film, so this is my first time hearing for me.
1: I haven't seen this either, uh, but I do know that it's a remake of a film that Mystery Science Theater covered. So oh, it's a geez. remake Forrest. of like a super shit film. So I'm wondering, like, can you even improve on something that bad? Apparently, you can't.
0: <laughs> so. well, apparently, even even the like the the hardest of hardcore Michael Bay defenders have not defended this movie. Like, this is hated, even in his you know niche fan base he has. Um, <laughs> on Filmgasm, we'll be talking about the super badass gangster, eh, kind of gangster moonshine biopic known as Lawless. It's been a hot man since so I've seen this one. I'm very much looking forward to watching it again. I remember really liking it when I first watched it.
1: Yeah, same. Uh, it's an awesome movie.
0: Yeah. And on Oscar Sunday... Uh, we we shall we all this time, well, all three of us. Since um unfortunately we have Josh out there on his deployment, um we will be talking about one of the greatest horror films of all time, one of the best Spielberg films of all time. Knows for me, it's one of the best. There is the best for me. But with that said, we will be talking about Jaws. Cannot wait <laughs> to talk about Jaws. And then finally, on sneak preview. We'll be discussing the film that's finally coming out. It's on April Fool's show, people. We're finally getting fucking Morbius. I know I sound excited right now. I doubt I'll leave excited based on what I've already heard online. But we're finally getting it, and we're going to fucking
1: talk about it. My expectations could not be lower, and I think that's really going to help.
0: Yeah, I think that might help me also. <laughs> Outside of Morbius, pretty much going to be like the main one. I, I think it's safe to say Morbius is going to be the main movie. Yeah. Um, there's also the new Netflix film of uh, The Bubble coming out, which again looks actually pretty funny. Looks like they're doing a more of a quality over quantity this year. And then also, if anyone's able to see it, but if I couldn't see everything everywhere all at once because it wasn't playing you near me, weirdly enough, I doubt I'm going to be able to watch this one. Um, that movie barbarians
1: yeah i already looked at it no <laughs> a limited as hell release so barbarians is going to be thrown to the wind but i do want to talk a bit about um, last week's releases that we weren't able to talk about because of the oscars so i'll say a little bit about the lost city and then i believe there was a shutter film that you wanted to explore
0: yes i will be talking about spy night plus uh the i forget i I got to look at Target, but you know, again, this Thursday, there's going to be another Shredder film. So I'll actually technically have two Shredder films I can talk about um, as long as I watch that one on time. So yes, there will be stuff from last week that we'll be able to talk about, but don't expect barbarians. If one, you even know that's coming out two, know what that movie is and three are even able to fucking see it. So (laughs) it had the
1: dude who played
0: Ramsey in game of Thrones. And
1: that's all I know. It was like, he, some kind of dinner party gone awry thing it looked interesting I'm sure it'll end up on a streaming service in the next month or so and I'll be able to watch it there
0: yeah same um, until then if you're looking for a good animated Star Wars uh, form of entertainment just stick to the show start on Disney Plus, Star Canon from right here all three now are really good you can avoid this movie um, see you all next week on Beyond the Bad Fifty fifth, 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 fif